Chapter 2, verses 18 through 28 of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Mark, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 18 through 22. And the disciples of John and the Pharisees used to fast, and they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride-chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then they shall fast in those days. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put into new bottles. Gloss. As above, the master was accused to the disciples for keeping company with sinners in their feasts. So now, on the other hand, the disciples are complained of to the master for their omission of fasts that so matter for dissension might arise among them. Wherefore it is said, and the disciples of John and the Pharisees used to fast, Theophylact, for the disciples of John, being in an imperfect state, continued in Jewish customs, Augustine, but it may be thought that he added Pharisees, because they joined with the disciples of John, in saying this to the Lord, whilst Matthew relates that the disciples of John alone said it. But the words which follow rather show that those who said it spoke not of themselves but of others. For it goes on, and they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples fast, etc.? For these words show that the guests who were there came to Jesus, and had said this same thing to the disciples. So that in the words which he uses, they came, he speaks not of those same persons of whom he had said, and the disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. But as they were fasting, those persons who remembered it come to him. John then says this, And there came to him the disciples of John, saying, Because the apostles also were there, and all eagerly, as each could, objected these things. Chrysostom. The disciples of John, therefore, and the Pharisees, being zealous of Christ, ask him whether he alone of all men with his disciples could without abstinence and toil conquer in the fight of the passions bead but john did not drink wine and strong drink because he who has no power by nature obtains more merit by abstinence but why should the lord to whom it naturally belonged to forgive sins shun those whom he could make more pure than those who fast but Christ also fasted, lest he should break the precept. He ate with sinners, that thou mightest see his grace and acknowledge his power. It goes on, and Jesus said unto them, Can the children, etc. Augustine. Mark here calls them children of the nuptials, whom Matthew calls children of the bridegroom. For we understand the children of the nuptials to be not only those of the bridegroom, but also of the bride. Pseudo-Chrysostom. He then calls himself a bridegroom, as if about to be betrothed to the church. For the betrothal is giving in earnest, namely, 
that of the grace of the Holy Spirit, by which the world believed. Theophylact, he also calls himself a bridegroom, not only as betrothing to himself virgin minds, but because the time of his first coming is not a time of sorrow, nor of sadness to believers. Neither does it bring with it toil, but rest, for it is without any works of the law, giving rest by baptism, by which we easily obtain salvation without toil. But the sons of the nuptials, or of the bridegroom, are the apostles, because they, by the grace of God, are made worthy of every heavenly blessing, by the grace of God, and partakers of every joy. Pseudo-Chrysostom, but intercourse with him, he says, is far removed from all sorrow, when he adds, as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. He is sad, from whom some good is far removed, but he who has it present with him rejoices, and is not sad, but that he might destroy their elation of heart, and show that he intended not his own disciples to be licentious, he adds, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken, etc. As if he said, the time will come when they will show their firmness. For when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, they will fast as longing for his coming, and in order to unite to him their spirits, cleansed by bodily suffering. He shows also that there is no necessity for his disciples to fast, as having present with them the bridegroom of human nature, who everywhere executes the words of God, and who gives the seed of life. The sons of the bridegroom also cannot, because they are infants, be entirely conformed to their father, the bridegroom, who, considering their infancy, deigns to allow them not to fast. But when the bridegroom is gone, they will fast through desire of him. When they have been made perfect, they will be united to the bridegroom in marriage, and will always feast at the king's banquet. Theophylact, we must also understand that every man whose works are good is the son of the bridegroom. He has the bridegroom with him, even Christ, and fasts not, that is, does no works of repentance, because he does not sin. But when the bridegroom is taken away by the man's falling into sin, then he fasts and is penitent, that he may cure his sin. Bede, but in a mystical sense it may thus be expressed that the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, because every man who boasts of the works of the law without faith, who follows the traditions of men, and receives the preaching of Christ with his bodily ear, and not by the faith of the heart, keeps aloof from spiritual goods, and wastes away with a fasting soul. But he who is incorporated into the members of Christ by a faithful love cannot fast, because he feasts upon his body and blood. It goes on, no one soweth a piece of rough, that is, new cloth on an old garment. Else the new piece that filleth it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Pseudo-Chrysostom, as if he said, Because these are preachers of the New Testament, it is not possible that they should serve old laws. But ye who follow old customs fitly observe the fasts of Moses. But for these who are about to hand down to men new and wonderful observances, it is not necessary to observe the old traditions, but to be virtuous in mind. Some time or other, however, they will observe fasting with other virtues. But this fasting is different from the fasting of the law, for that was one of restraint, this of goodwill, on account of the fervor of the Spirit, 
whom they cannot yet receive. Wherefore it goes on, and no one putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put in new bottles. Bede. For he compares his disciples to old bottles, who would burst at spiritual precepts, rather than be held in restraint by them. But they will be new bottles, when, after the ascension of the Lord, they are renewed by desiring his consolation. And then new wine will come to the new bottles. That is, the fervor of the Holy Ghost will fill the hearts of spiritual men. The teacher must also take heed not to commit the hidden things of new mysteries to a soul hardened in wickedness. Theophylact, or else the disciples are likened to old garments on account of the infirmity of their minds, on which it was not fitting to impose the heavy command of fasting. Bede, neither was it fitting to sew on a new piece, that is, a portion of doctrine which teaches a general fast from all the joy of temporal delights. For if this be done, the teaching is rent, and agrees not with the old part. But by a new garment is intended good works, which are done externally, and by the new wine is expressed the fervor of faith, hope, and charity, by which we are reformed in our minds. Verses 23-28 through 28. And it came to pass that as he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began, as they went, to pluck the ears of corn, and the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have ye never read what David did, when he had need, and was in hungered, and they that were with him? How he went into the house of God, in the days of Abiathar the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and give it also to them which were with him? And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Pseudo-Chrysostom The disciples of Christ, freed from the figure and united to the truth, do not keep the figurative feast of the Sabbath. Wherefore it is said, and it came to pass, that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began, as they went, to pluck the ears of corn. Bede we read also in the following part that they who had come and went away were many, and that they had not time enough to take their food. Wherefore, according to man's nature, they were hungry. Chrysostom. But being hungry, they ate simple food, not for pleasure, but on account of the necessity of nature. The Pharisees, however, serving the figure and the shadow, accused the disciples of doing wrong. Wherefore there follows, But the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? Augustine, for it was a precept in Israel, delivered by a written law, that no one should detain a thief found in his fields, unless he tried to take something away with him. For the man who had touched nothing else but what he had eaten, they were commanded to allow to go away free and unpunished. Wherefore the Jews accused our Lord's disciples, who were plucking the ears of corn, of breaking the Sabbath, rather than of theft. Pseudo-Chrysostom. But our Lord brings forward David, to whom it once happened to eat, though it was forbidden by the law, when he touched the priest's food, that by his example he might do away with their accusation of the apostles. For there follows, Have ye never read, etc. 
Theophylact, for David, when flying from the face of Saul, went to the chief priest, and ate the showbread, and took away the sword of Goliath, which things had been offered to the Lord. But a question has been raised how the evangelist called Abiathar, at this time high priest, when the book of Kings called him Abimelech. Bede. There is, however, no discrepancy, for both were there when David came to ask for bread and received it. That is to say, Abimelech, the high priest, and Abiathar his son. But Abimelech, having been slain by Saul, Abiathar fled to David, and became the companion of all his exile afterwards. When he came to the throne, he himself also received the rank of high priest, and the son became of much greater excellence than his father, and therefore was worthy to be mentioned as the high priest, even during his father's lifetime. It goes on, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. For greater is the care to be taken of the health and life of a man than the keeping of the Sabbath. Therefore, the Sabbath was ordered to be observed in such a way that, if there was a necessity, he should not be guilty who broke the Sabbath day. Therefore, it was not forbidden to circumcise on the Sabbath, because that was a necessary work. And the Maccabees, when necessity pressed on them, fought on the Sabbath day. Wherefore, his disciples being hungry, but was not allowed in the law, became lawful through their necessity of hunger. As now if a sick man break a fast, he is not held guilty in any way. It goes on, Therefore the Son of Man is Lord, etc. As if he said, David the King is to be excused for feeding on the food of the priests, how much more the Son of Man, the true King and Priest, the Lord of the Sabbath, is free from fault, for pulling ears of corn on the Sabbath day. Pseudo-Chrysostom, he calls himself properly Lord of the Sabbath and Son of Man, since being the Son of God, he deigned to be called Son of Man, for the sake of men. Now the law has no authority over the lawgiver and Lord, for more is allowed the King than is appointed by the law. The law is given to the weak indeed, but not to the perfect and those who work above what the law enjoins. Bede. But in a mystical sense, the disciples pass through the cornfields, when the holy doctors look with the care of a pious solicitude upon those whom they have initiated in the faith, and who, it is implied, are hungering for the best of all things, the salvation of men. But to pluck the ears of corn means to snatch men away from the eager desire of earthly things, and to rub with the hands is by examples of virtue to put from the purity of their minds the concupiscence of the flesh, as men do husks. To eat the grains is when a man, cleansed from the filth of vice by the mouths of preachers, is incorporated amongst the members of the church. Again fitly are the disciples related to have done this, walking before the face of the Lord. For it is necessary that the discourse of the doctor should come first. Although the grace of visitation from on high following it must enlighten the heart of the hearer. And well on the Sabbath day, for the doctors themselves in preaching labor for the hope of future rest and teach their hearers to toil over their tasks for the sake of eternal repose. Theophylact. Or else because when they have rest from their passions, then they are made doctors to lead others to virtue, plucking away from them earthly things. Bede, 
Again, they walked through the cornfields with the Lord, who rejoice in meditating upon his sacred words. They hunger when they desire to find in them the bread of life, and they hunger on Sabbath days, as soon as their minds are in a soothing rest, and they rejoice in freedom from troubled thoughts. They pluck the ears of corn, and by rubbing cleanse them, until they come to what is fit to eat, when by meditation they take to themselves the witness of scriptures, to which they arrive by reading and discuss them continually, until they find in them the marrow of love. This refreshment of the mind is truly unpleasing to fools, but is approved by the Lord. End of chapter 2